Hi, my name's Shannon and welcome to my podcast. I'm just your typical 19-year-old uni student who's trying to kick her goals, survive living out of home and create the most balanced, healthy lifestyle. Join me in my themed episodes where we delve into all things young adults often face, where I give just six tips, tricks or favourites that you can easily introduce and integrate into your life to get a handle. I'm passionate about psychology, business, wellness, fitness, and so much more, so be prepared to come along on this journey of me blabbing on about topics I love and rants from yours truly. Happy listening! Kia ora everyone, welcome back to another episode. Um, Wow, what a week. I'm currently recording this podcast on a Sunday, very last minute. I'm literally will probably record this and upload it within minutes. Normally I like get re-inspired through the middle of the week and then I write it all down and do all my notes and then record it during the week and have it kind of just ready waiting for a Sunday evening upload. But this week's just been like mental for some reason. I feel like I'm getting back into the groove of uni and assessments starting to come up and up until about an hour ago I had my really good friend Prune coming to visit this coming week so I was busy like prepping for her and making sure I had all my work done so that I could spend heaps of time with her. Um, but yeah, good old coronavirus. I thought it wouldn't really affect me to be honest. I just figured little old New Zealand like it's there but we're really lucky and grateful that it's kind of not there for us. But yeah, just recently in the last 24 hours Jacinda Ardern has um, announced a two-week self-isolation where if anyone comes in um, to New Zealand, no matter who you are, you've got to self-isolate for two weeks. And it just didn't seem very feasible for Prune coming from Brisbane for four days only and then somehow having to self-isolate for two weeks even though she was only going to be in the country for four days and then since this has happened Scott Morrison's now um and what's my word has now announced um a two-week self-isolation for Australia as well so then it would mean like going back and self-isolating again so honestly better be safe than sorry all the airlines are being really, really generous and giving free um, refunds or transfers of airfares at the moment anyway. But yeah, a massive bummer. I was so excited for her to come. She would have been my first visitor to Welly and my three years studying here. And I was so excited. And we we're going to record a podcast together and everything. But look, you better be safe than sorry. Um, we'll get to do it sometime, hopefully later in the year. But yeah, it's been a bit of a messy week so I hope you're all safe and taking care of yourselves um, I'm not going to tell you to wash your hands because we all know that we should be doing that anyway but yeah just check on everyone um, around you whether that's mentally physically um, their general well-being yeah check on everyone around you see that they're doing okay because um, yeah everyone's kind of getting affected really differently with this sort of virus like people are getting sick from it um, and then there's people like say my parents I haven't seen them in six months and they're supposed to be coming at the start of next month and who knows like maybe they won't make it over so there's things like that that I personally have this week kind of gotten a bit down about thinking oh haven't seen my parents in six months I've, it's kind of I kind of miss them now but yeah you've just got to take it day by day we only know what's happening until the end of the month um, and there's not a complete ban yet. It's just the self-isolation. So yeah, take each day as it comes, take care of everyone around you and take care of yourself. Um, yeah. And that's that. I'm not the World Health Organization, 
but I'm just a caring friend that wants to make sure that everyone is doing okay. So now that I've caught up with you and have explained why it's currently 7.38, I normally do an 8pm upload and I'm just starting. But yeah, this episode, I feel like it's come at a really good time. It's almost a podcast that I need to be listening to this week and just little things that I've done um, to help myself and I feel like that's the whole reason why I started this podcast in the first place because I'd have lots of different like issues arise in my life or just different things that I wanted to fix Um, and I felt like there was nothing like no cemented like way I could get all of that information and all the advice and kind of like the big sister advice um, all in one place I'd kind of have to search everywhere for it and really go out of my way to find out like some study tips and some budgeting tips and some clearing your mind tips and some well-being tips and everything. And I feel like that's kind of what I want to bring to the table. I want to be that big sister that brings you all of those different tips for all your different needs all in one place. So I haven't really worked out the title for this one. So hopefully if you've clicked on this, the title hasn't confused you because I don't know what's going to be yet. But basically it's kind of six ways to simplicity, I suppose. Um, I know that at our age, and especially if you're like me and you love getting stuck into so many different things because you have so many different interests, quite often you'll reach this point where everything just gets a little bit too much and you almost just want to cancel everything and hibernate for a bit and just go, no, it's all too hard. There's too much going on. I don't know what to do. I don't know, like everyone wants my time and I don't even know where I want to put my time. Um, And it just gets really overwhelming. So I'm bringing you six tips, I suppose, um, that you can kind of implement into your life just when your head is feeling like there's a bit too much going on and it's almost just like you want to have just one thing that's simple and easy in your life and just one little aspect to your life that just makes sense and isn't falling like, like the, what do they say? Like the pot is boiling over. So yeah, I suppose I'll call it six, six ways to simplicity. I don't know. Good luck. You read the title when it's uploaded. So <laughs> we'll see what it ends up being. Um, but yeah, so the first thing that I did when I started to feel kind of this overwhelming, there's so much in my head, my head doesn't know where to think. I'm sitting in a lecture and I'm thinking about work. I'm sitting at work and I'm thinking about food. I'm sitting, I'm making my food and I'm thinking about my money. Like, and there's just too much going on. First step, and all these tips take a little while, but first step, what I did, funnily enough, was I just unsubscribed. I went to my, like, all of my email inboxes because there is no worse feeling when you're already feeling overwhelmed and you wake up in the morning for the first thing, you check your emails, and you've got, like, 40 emails. And you're like, oh, my God, and that number just freaks you out. But then you go through and, like, 39 of them are all just stupid junk emails that you signed up to get the free wi-fi outside from and it just clogs up your inbox and it makes you feel more stressed than you needed to be like 39 of those emails meant nothing only one of them was from a lecturer but seeing that number first thing in the morning is just such an unnecessary stress that you don't need in the morning sometimes when you're already feeling a little bit overwhelmed so what i did when i had the time don't tell mum, I actually did this in a lecture when I was supposed to be listening to a lecture, but it just had to be done, is I went through all of my junk emails and everything that I was deleting before I even opened it, I just sent it straight to my rubbish bin. 
I took the time to open each email, go right to the bottom and press unsubscribe. And I did that to everything. I did that to all the old companies that I no longer even shop from or the places, like I said, that I signed up from on their mailing list to get the free Wi-Fi or to get the first 10% off discount the first time you sign up. All those different places that you don't regularly shop for and you don't care about their sales, I unsubscribed. You don't need all those emails. Those emails, if you are easily influenced, they're only going to make you spend money when they've got sales on. If you need something, you'll go out of your way to look for something. You don't need someone reminding you when they've got a sale if you want to budget. That should have been my budgeting um, hacks podcast. But yeah, so unsubscribe. I unsubscribe from all the clothing lines I'd signed up for, the different restaurants, the different, like, it was just, there's so much there. So I did one big cull, and then um, over the last couple of weeks, I've just been maintaining it because some emails I'll only get, like, weekly or monthly or when they've got sales or whatever, um, and I've just kept on top of it. So now when I wake up, I'll have, like, three emails, and those three emails will be from people that I actually need to respond to. And so first thing, right when I wake up, that's one less thing to worry about and one less thing that stresses me out because sometimes, trust me, all it takes is for one too many emails and my head explodes on a Monday morning. So if you're feeling like that at the moment, just a bit overwhelmed and there's a bit too much going on, take the time to unsubscribe from all of those emails just to make it a little bit easier for yourself. Um, now, I don't know if I'm going to use it as a second tip or just kind of like a sub tip, um, but I also found that online, like when I go onto my social media, which I actually have like limits on as well. I, um, have just through my phone, like through Apple, it lets you set limits. So I can't use specific apps between like, what was it? 8 PM and 8 AM or something. Um, but what I've done is I took the time to go through lots of my following, like the people I follow on Instagram and things like that. And I just unsub I unfollowed a lot of people. And I know that to some people that's like, oh my God, that's so rude. But I feel like we're at that age now. I I just assume everyone's my age. I'm sorry if you're not my age and listening to this. I appreciate that you are not my age and listening to this. But yeah, it comes to a point where we're out of school now. We're a few years into uni. You've got new friends. You've hopefully, I'd like to hope, grown into a new person. You've got new morals, new beliefs, new values, like slightly different to what you were in high school. You've grown um, and you've just distanced yourself from some people. And that is completely okay. Like, please, if there's one thing you can take away from this is that the, it is okay to drift from different people if it, like, when it's completely natural. It is so natural to drift from different people. Um, and if a friendship's kind of not really working how it used to in school anymore or something, don't force it. Like, don't force a friendship. If it's not working, let it be. You might drift together a bit later on in life. But for now, if that person's not, like, providing you with anything, they're not inspiring you, they're not, you know, giving you a shoulder to cry on or someone to look up to or they're not, like, an ear to listen out for you or you can't be an ear to them, they're not providing you with anything, then why do you need them on your feed? Like, you know, I just feel like there's this thing that like this unspoken rule, unwritten rule that you've got to follow all these different people because you went to school with them or you played water polo with them or whatever it was. Um, But you know what? You you don't. Like if you don't necessarily like agree with the things they've got to post or if every time they post something, you kind of feel a bit like crap about yourself. It could be literally anything. um, Then literally don't feel afraid to just unfollow. They'll not get the notification. They'll never know. 
and if you don't want to unfollow, I think you can do like restrict or something where you still follow them or you just don't get all of their posts or anything. But yeah, ever since I did kind of like a bit of a cull, um, it felt really, really good and cleared my mind that I just didn't have all these people in my mind that I was, I felt the need to kind of keep up with and make sure I was like, I knew what was the go with all of them and what was going on at each moment. But it's like, I don't even talk to them in real life. Like if I went to the my Facebook messengers, I haven't spoken to them in like four years. So why do I follow them on Instagram? So yeah, unfollow a lot of people that you just, that just don't provide you with anything or you don't really agree with anymore. And that's totally okay. Um, as I've grown and this is just one stepping stone in my life, I'm going to grow even more and more and more as time goes on. I've got my circle of friends that I talk to every single day. I've got my flatmates. I've got everyone around me. And they're the people that I care about. They're the people that care about me. And so they're the ones that I would follow on Instagram. They're the ones that I keep in touch with. Because they're the ones that, you know, I have a, what's the word, symbiotic relationship. Now we're getting technical. But yeah, you, you both provide each other with something useful rather than, oh, she looks skinny in that dress. And she's, you know, I don't like that. So I'm not going to, like, her caption's rude. So but I'm going to keep following her. Just unfollow her, you know, do what you need to do. And it also means in the morning when you're catching up on social media, it doesn't take two hours of your morning to go through your feed and get up to date because you don't follow as many people. So yeah, unsubscribe from all your emails and from people that you just no longer align with on social media. So if you want to treat that as tip number two, then treat this as a sub tip or whichever. But once I did my culls, I took the time to re-inspire. I, once I'd cleansed my system and kind of made my head a little bit more easy and there wasn't as much going on digitally, I took the time to re-inspire. I thought, hey, this person doesn't really align with my values anymore, but this person really does. Or this, you know, Instagram girl does. Or this girl posts really inspiring things, so I'm going to follow that page. Or I'm going to, you know... I'm just going to go on Pinterest for a bit. You know, you find out what works for you. But when you've done some big cull, also take the time to re-inspire yourself and find what does align with you and your beliefs and what you enjoy to the content that you like to absorb and it makes you feel good. So I've started following a lot more like fitness pages, but like scientifically backed pages and all these things like this that like when I read the content, I'm being educated, I'm being inspired rather than going, oh, yeah, another squat video or whatever it was okay so tip number three is something that I actually did when I went away to the UK it was really interesting actually so I was away for obviously three months over winter and I had to pack just one big suitcase to last me for three months and so before packing I was so worried like what am I going to fit what do I take I'm going to run out of things but I just packed all my winter clothes all my jeans and everything and that's what I lived off for those three months And it was so easy to, I didn't waste any time in the morning because I had this pair of black jeans or this pair of black jeans and this hoodie or this hoodie every morning. And I didn't waste time going, what goes with this and what goes with that and which jeans do I wear? And it saved so much time while I was away. And it was so funny that when I arrived back in New Zealand in February, I unpacked all of the other things that I had that I had left here and I had forgotten that I owned half the things that I'd stashed away here that I thought that I wouldn't be able to live without when I went to the UK so it just goes to show like when you're not around something you literally forget about it like there were so many shirts that I did not think about once while I was away and I'm yet to wear them like since being in Wellington and it's like but 
I was worried that I was going to want that over Christmas time, you know? So this tip goes for if you're spending way too much time picking an outfit or you just feel like your wardrobe just doesn't suit your fashion taste anymore and there's just, you know, when you close your drawers, there's shirts and sleeves hanging out and there's just too many clothes what I really recommend you doing is something that I did. I'm sure there's a method, like a name for this method, but going through everything and doing a massive, massive cull. If you haven't worn it lately, put it into one side, or if you're not sure if you don't need anything, if you might like want something or not, put it to one corner of your room and put it in a bag and see if you use it for like, or think about it over the next couple of months. So what I've done is I did a massive cull and I thought, do I genuinely wear this? Do I genuinely want this? And I thought, you know what? I haven't worn it. Like I've got no photos in this from last year. So I clearly didn't have, I didn't feel confident enough to have a photo in it. Or I never wore this to uni because I'm someone that only wears um, exercise gear to uni because I go to the gym afterwards. So casual clothes to me just never get worn. So I really don't need that many pairs of jeans and shirts and things like that. Cause I just, I just don't wear them. So to own like 20 different singlets is just a waste for me. So I went through and just looked at the ones that I really, really liked that were in really good condition and were going to last and weren't kind of seasonal or trend like only fitting the trend now, but things that just wouldn't go out of fashion. And I put everything else, either donated it to charity, I gave it to my flatmates or my friends, um, or if I was unsure on anything, I put it in a little bag and I've got it, I've still got a little bag right next to my wardrobe now. And if I either think about something, I grab it out, or if I wear something, it's fine, it comes back and it stays in my wardrobe because I've proven to myself that I do want it and I do wear it. And then in the end of the month, I'm going to go through that bag and chuck out everything or donate or sell everything else that I clearly didn't think about or didn't wear because it's so funny the things you pick something up I was like no I like that I'll wear that but when it's not in your like plane of sight you literally forget that you even own it so it just goes to show that you really can live without it and you don't need it so if you're feeling like your mind's really a little bit busy with just the amount of clothes that we've got take the time to do a massive cull. It also feels really good to donate so many things to charity as well. I've taken so many car loads to my local op shop and it makes you feel really, really good. Even like it's so much easier than selling half the time. Like I did have the plan to, you know, sell all the good things that I had and get a bit of money for it. But look, it feels so much better giving it away to the op shop and it's gone just like that. I don't have to have it sitting on my floor waiting for it to sell and it's just gone and it's your good deed for the day. So I've I've got to the end of the month to look through this um, bag and I have not thought of everything. There's literally like one white t-shirt that I've gone and picked back out in this whole time. So it's really surprised me even because I had a massive cull. It's really surprised me to show that that bag, I clearly haven't thought about anything in that either. But yeah, you really don't need as many clothes as you think, especially like if you do your washing every week. I don't run out of clothes. Like you have so many clothes that don't, you don't just run out after the week and before you know it, your favorite shirt is clean again and you can wear it again. So it reminds me of that. Um, I remember watching this Hannah Montana episode like years ago and um, that Lily girl was like, she's talking about socks and Molly was like, what? You only have two pairs of socks? And she's like, yeah, a pair and a spare. Who needs more than that? And I'm like, I laughed at it then, but she's so right. Not with socks. I definitely have more than two pairs of socks. Don't worry. But like, 
When it comes to black jeans, you don't need like four pairs of black jeans when they all serve the same purpose. And I question myself when I'm shopping. I'm like, oh, they're a nice pair of leggings, but it's like, what will they provide me that my other pair of black leggings won't already? Like, when will I choose to wear this pair of black leggings and not my other ones? Or when will these, you know, what hole in my wardrobe is this pair filling that my other ones can't? And it really puts things into perspective. It really proves that you really don't need as many clothes as you do when it show when you can prove that, like, you know, they're not actually going to add anything to your wardrobe. They're just going to sit there and be another option if you magically haven't done any washing in, like, three months. So, yeah, it's really opened my eyes. And, again, I feel like I've always got to do a sustainability tip in my podcast. But it just, like, cuts down the amount of product that you're buying and purchasing um, one thing that I'm really cutting down on, and I have actually really cut down because I've got no money and I choose to not buy clothes, but is the amount of fast fashion. Um, every time that you can not go to Cotton On, not go to Glassons, not go to, you know, all of them, all those fast fashion places, the more you're helping, like, decrease the demand for all those plain white t-shirts that you've probably got eight of, you don't need a ninth one. So yeah, the less you have, the more sustainable it is, you don't have to worry about having so many choices um, and yeah you're helping the fast fashion industry demand become less so yeah okay um next tip is this is a funny one I hope this is helpful to someone because I'm actually in the process of doing this now and it's a massive job and I've actually been procrastinating it for so long I was gonna do it on the plane to England never did it was gonna do it on the plane back from England never did it was going to do it in the week before I went back to uni, never did it. And it's only now that I've figured out an easier way to do it that I've started. So I'll share that easier way with you as well. And this is cleaning your camera roll. So it sounds a bit weird, but if you're anything like me, you have like 5,000 photos on your camera roll. I could not tell you like how far my camera roll even goes back. Like there are so many memories in my camera roll. And I don't even know I've got photos from half these things. Like if someone was like, oh, do you remember that day? I'll be like, I don't know if I've got any photos from that day. So I'm also not doing anything with these good memories. Like you take a photo to capture a memory, but if you never look back at that photo, what was the point in taking it and capturing that memory? You've got the memory in your head. I never do anything with the photos. So they just wasted like megabytes or gigabytes in my phone. So... What I've actually done, because I could not stand staring at my little phone, going through and deleting photos. It was just taking so long. I couldn't see the photos in full and it was just too hard. So what I did is I downloaded Google Photos onto my laptop, plugged my phone in. Actually, no, I don't even think I had to plug my phone in. I just signed in to Google Photos and then downloaded the Google Photos app on my phone as well. And it all syncs. So then you can go onto your laptop type in Google Photos, I've said that so many times, and you can see your whole camera roll, nice and big, on your laptop, and you can delete them from your laptop, from Google Photos, and then it deletes them off your camera roll as well. It also means that you're safely, like, backing up all your photos as well, instead of relying on iCloud or anything like that too. So now all my photos are on Google Photos on my laptop so I can just sit there 10 minutes before bed each night go through like a couple of months of photos or something and just slowly work my way out delete some add some to an album so I can do something with that album um, so that's kind of like the other half of that tip is to actually do something with the memories you want to remember I've got 
so many photos from like my senior year or like my trip to Europe over when was it September or UK just gone and I've got all these photos from like oh that's a really cool you know view I want to take a photo of that but then it's like and then what I don't do anything with those photos so yeah what I've done is I've added them all to albums I've printed them off I'm making scrapbooks you can make um if anyone knows I think it's called snapfish snapfish it's like a website where you can make heaps of things with your photos my parents every year used to like make um snapfish books for all my grandparents and everything and put like all of the family photos from the year in it so you can like upload all your photos that you want into a snapfish um account and then it makes and sends out like a book to you like a photo album book so like a scrapbook but they've done it for you and you can like annotate it and everything um really cool gift idea if you like went on a trip with someone or you want someone to remember something um snapfish is a really good one scrapbooking uploading like a big doing a big photo dump onto facebook so you can let everyone know what's been going on like i just find that i have all these really cool photos and i do nothing with them so i'm like why do i bother taking photos why don't i just live in the moment and just you know capture the memory with my mind rather than my photo with my phone if i don't even do anything with the photos but it also makes my phone like go faster too because it's not filled with like so many photos as well but yeah I don't know if um like me personally having gone through my camera slowly it does make my mind feel a bit more simplified um but it is also something that's kind of like if it's not in front of you you don't see it like it might not be met like it might not be um making your mind feel too busy but it is a really good thing to do and something that's like when like you don't do it until you get around to it so if you've got the time do it on google photos because it is so much easier and you can do it like in lots as well um and it is like a really nice way to bring up old memories do it with a friend so you've got a friend next you go oh do you remember this do you remember this but yeah clean your camera roll and then do something with those memories you want to remember okay tip number five is finally not digital um and it's kind of just looking at your week so this is a really big one um kind of the main one when I was in school feeling really overwhelmed mum would just say write everything down that you're doing and really really think hard are you doing too much because chances are if you're feeling overwhelmed and you feel like you can't handle it all and you just want to run away there's too much on your plate and if you're anything like me it you know you don't I've got this thing where and lots of people like this like you can't half-ass a job so if you sign up for something you've got to put your all in and it is really hard to give your all to so many different things and that's like as humans we can't give our all to nine different things and that's when you've got to start compromising and I don't like compromising so I've gotten like better and better as the years have gone on from not having my finger in so many pies and the things that I do my the pies that I do have my fingers in um I can really give it my all and give my full attention and my full energy um, to, and it means like as an employer, like you're a far better employee from doing that because you're giving a hundred percent of your effort and your time and it's so much better. So yeah, if you don't already um, take the time to write down your week, or if you do write down absolutely everything you've got in your week, so every single job or your lectures, um, everything that you'd normally do in a week if you're coaching teams write that down and just decide is there something in there that can give is there something in there that is no longer actually providing me with any joy 
or any, like it's not providing me with anything. If I'm not getting a good reference out of it for my CV, if I'm not getting any, like I'm not getting any more educated from it, if I'm not getting joy because it's a social thing, if I don't enjoy it anymore or if I'm not getting anything from it, get rid of it. If you really can live without it, don't have it in there. I get that there's some things that you don't like that you've just got to do, um, whether that's work or what. But if you're like, if you're really not enjoying your work, there are other jobs out there. You've just got to look and you've got to be willing to take that risk of looking for something else. I know it's really scary and I know it seems like, no, it's fine. Like I've worked this job for a few years. Like it's just easier if I stay. But if you're genuinely not happy and every shift it's like, oh, I've got to go to work. I really don't like this. And it feels like a chore look for something else like life's too short to be you know spending half your week at a job that you really don't enjoy anymore that you're not going to again give all of your energy to and all of your time to because your heart's really not in it so yeah I've got lots of friends that kind of instead of doing one job for money and a course at uni and um I'm running out of examples and like one sport They've got, they do like a social team for this and a social team for that and they do this and they do that and then they've got like three different jobs. They're like me and they nanny and they clean and they do all these different things and they're like, oh, but then all my friends are going out for pizza on Friday night and I can't make it because I've got this. And so they end up feeling not only overwhelmed but also sad because they can't, they don't have any time to do the things that they actually really want to do that would genuinely provide them with joy. And that's really sad. So once you kind of write it all out and you kind of, time block it all and see just how much of your week is blacked out it really puts into perspective just how busy you are um and if there isn't time for all the things that you love this now's the time to get rid of some things and you've got to do that cut you've got to be ruthless all of these tips today you've got to be ruthless with but yeah if you really want to like cleanse your mind simplify your head you've got to be ruthless with the things that aren't providing you joy or are genuinely like you know cluttering your brain so yeah, what is there that you could live without? Um, and then tip number six, I suppose we'll just get right into it, is then making time for the things that you do want. Whether this year I've signed up for a running club, I am yet to go to a session because I'm scared. But that's my personal battle. I have just got to go to the first one and I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine. I'm just scared of being like 4Ks behind everyone. Um but yeah, I last year had no time for any of that. I was constantly babysitting and things like that. And this year I've gone, no, Monday nights are my night and I've decided to do running club on a Monday night. And that's because I want to do it. That's because it's good for me. It's my weekly cardio because I hate cardio. Um, and it's me time and I, I enjoy, I'm excited about it. I can't really talk much about it because I haven't been yet. So that's a bit awkward. But yeah, I've cancelled out Monday nights. I got rid of one of my nannying gigs for a Monday night because I think that's really important to have that me time. Um, and it's a bit daunting. I'm learning from it because I'm learning how to face my fears. Um, and it is good for me mentally as well because it's exercise. And I'm exercising my brain. So, yeah. Um, tip number six is make time for the things that you do love. And make sure that in your new weekly schedule that's not so busy is that you've got time for mindfulness. So I haven't said, like meditation here because what I've learned a lot is that everyone meditates in a different way because I used to think that meditation was just sitting there with your legs crossed and your eyes closed going um for half an hour and that just that just didn't work if anyone knows me you know that I'm so hyperactive I don't sleep and I just I've got too much energy 
and I can't sit still. I can't watch a movie. So for me to realistically sit down with my eyes closed and my fingers in a circle for 30 minutes is just, that's just never going to happen. My mind will drift. I'll start thinking about the washing that I've got to hang out in five minutes and it just isn't going to work. But if that is something that you can do and if that grounds you and that is counted as your me time that, you know, that you love, then heck yes, you do the mindfulness meditation. You, like, another thing that I um, have found is going to yoga classes at the gym. My gym has, like, free classes, and on a Sunday morning, there's yoga classes. So I sometimes go to that because it's, like, a really light workout, my rest day. But it's also a yoga class, so it's just, like, a different form of meditation. I'm doing it for me, um, and it is. It's really good. Me time, sometimes I'll take my flatmate Ruby, and we'll go together. We'll get a coffee on the way. But all these things... Uh, again like I've made time in my new weekly schedule for this and I love a Sunday I loved a Sunday before but I love a Sunday even more now because it means I'll get to walk to the markets I get my coffee I get my light exercise in um, and I start the week really ready to go um, and really energized it's not as like not as stressed my head is just so much more calm so Another thing I like to do is go for a walk myself. Um, being okay and comfortable being in your own skin and in your own company is really important. I'm sure there's so many stats out there. As a psychology student, I should really bring some stats to these podcasts, but I haven't been prepared. Um, but yeah, being comfortable with yourself is really, really important for self-growth. And even if it's not a walk that you've had to purposely take yourself out on, my walk is my walk to and from uni. I usually am listening to a podcast, but it can be listening to music. It can be thinking of something, just give yourself some a topic to think about and you think about it the whole way for your walk to uni. But yeah, being comfortable to just take yourself on a walk when it's a nice sunny day, there is truly nothing better. And that is in its own little form, a form of meditation because it brings you further, like brings you grounded, it's stress relieving um, and it clears your head really well. But yeah, there's things like, um, there's lots of different apps, but I've heard the Calm app, one of the kids I babysit uses this a lot. Um, I think you've got to, there might be in-app purchases, but yeah, that it's an app called Calm and it's really good for mindfulness meditation, plays really relaxing music as well. Um, really good if you're, again, good at kind of doing the physical lying with your eyes closed, relaxing your body, that sort of meditation. The Calm app is really good. Um, my personal favorite, surprise, surprise, is the gym. The gym is my meditation completely. I don't go to the gym because I want to be skinny or I want to lose weight or I want to, I mean, I want to build muscle, but like my main thing, the main reason I go to the gym is because it makes me feel so good when I'm there and when I've left and without the gym, I'm not myself. And that's because I think I've realized over time that the gym is my form of meditation. It's how I relax. It's how I get all my anger out for the week. I feel like I'm literally like lifting out the stress from my mind. Um, it makes me feel productive as well. I think that's the main thing is that I've got quite a bad tendency to if I'm sitting still, I don't feel productive and I feel guilty for not being productive. So that's something that I need to work on personally. But yeah, when I'm in the gym, I'm feeling productive. So it's a really great way to meditate. Um, exercise, again, has so many great benefits for clearing the mind and relieving stress. And yeah, the gym, hella good for meditation. And then another one that I've started this year is journaling. Um, I bought a really pretty journal while I was away in the UK 
And I started off thinking, like, I've got to do it every day and I've got to get this pretty pen and I've got to write all my thoughts in it every day and it's going to be great. But I've kind of realized that that's unrealistic. Some days I don't have time. Some days I've just got nothing to write. Um, but journaling is really, really good. I think I'm going to make a separate podcast all about mindfulness um, and relieving any stress and anxiety. But this podcast is a really good test, like taster into that kind of realm of topic. Um, but journaling has been really, really good when I feel anxious and I don't know quite what it is yet and I can't put my finger on what it is but I've just got that feeling in my chest, that feeling in my head, I'm a bit jittery and I'm a bit agitated and I can't work out what it is. If I just put a pen in my hand and open up this journal and just start reflecting on my day then slowly it starts turning into a reflection of my week and I just start talking about how I feel and all of a sudden I've just written the sentence of what's been getting me quite stressed and worked up and then I can talk about that and then it helps me realize like logistically what I can do to actually fix it because there's no point saying oh yeah that's why I'm stressed (laughs) and then not doing anything about it so once I've written it down and realized you know I put my finger on what it is that's making my mind feel so busy um, I can actually think of really logistical feasible ways to actually help it so yeah if you're someone that would just love to journal really surprised me because I'm not someone that writes I you know I'm not I don't love an essay like don't like writing but journaling has been really good because quite often I'll get anxiety and not know why um and that's been really good to put my finger on it before I go to my mum or to Ollie and go I'm anxious and they go why and I'm like I'm I don't know, just cause, and then that, you know, that's no use to them, all they can say is like, they're there, because they can't think with you, like, okay, what are we going to do about it, how are we going to help the situation, if, you know, if no one knows what's getting you worked up, so yeah, journaling really has actually helped me, um, put my finger, join the dots between what's been getting me a bit worked up, so, yeah, those are kind of my six tips. Quite an interesting podcast this week. The theme's been a bit hit and miss, a bit flowy. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll just call it six, six methods to simplicity. Let's do that. We'll lock it in. Whatevs. Oh, well, if you clicked, you clicked. Um, first one, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe from those junk emails. Unsubscribe from those people that no longer align with you on social media. Unfollow them. Be ruthless. If you don't want to be that person, just restrict them, I think. I'm pretty sure it's called restrict. Um, but, yeah, you just don't need them. If you, if every time I upload, you kind of get that feeling in your tummy where you, you're jealous or you're angry or you're you know you get mad or you're like oh they're doing this and they're showing off at that you don't need that in your life it's unnecessary why would you put yourself through that if you have a button that can push that all aside and then step two take that time to then re-inspire yourself so follow the new accounts that make you feel good that align with your values that provide you with some education that provide you with some inspiration that provide you with you know, new methods to redo things or whatever it is, listen to those podcasts, follow those new podcasts, follow this podcast um, that actually, you know, give you something and provide you with something and give you a benefit and make you happy. Step three is go through that wardrobe of yours. If you don't know if you want it or not, pop it in that bag, leave it for a month. If you don't think about it or you don't need it, get rid of it. You don't need it. You don't need four pairs of black jeans. Whoever's listening, (laughs) you don't need four pairs of black jeans, okay? Um, 
Tip number four is to clean your camera roll and make sure you do something with those memories that you want to remember, whether it's making a Snapfish book, I think it's Snapfish, um, making a scrapbook, doing a photo dump on Facebook or even like putting them on your walls, printing them out in photo frames, putting them on your walls, making posters, making like finding a new lock screen. It's really nice to reminisce on those memories and that's something that I've been able to do over these last couple of weeks of going through my camera really slowly. I've gone, oh, remember that, remember that. And you think you take, it's really easy to take a step back and go, I remember what I, like, what was on my mind then and what I used to get so worried about. And this was my best friend at the time. And, you know, on the weekends we do this. And it's, it's quite nice seeing how far you've grown since there, which has been a really big thing. Like even just looking at photos from year 12, it's like, oh my God, I used to get so angry at my mum for making me do this and now I find myself doing it when I don't even live with her so yeah it's really cool for personal growth to see how far you've come when you look through old memories um tip number five is are you doing too much write everything out look at what you want to keep doing look at what no longer provides you with anything um any happiness any education any benefit and see if you can get rid of it see if you can alter it then tip number six is make time to now implement that and feed that schedule with things like mindfulness, your own sort of meditation, whether that's meditation, yoga, the apps, walking, going for a walk by yourself, going to the gym, journaling, whatever it is, make time for you and the things that you love. Sign up for that new club, join the social hockey team, do something for you that is going to make you happy and you're going to benefit from because after all, a happy mind. Oh my god, I was going to use like a quote, but I literally didn't have one. <laughs> um, let's think of one. A clear mind is a happy mind. Ew, hated it. Okay. Um, that is your six tips to, what did I say? Six ways to simplicity. Methods to simplicity. Stay safe. Um, listen to what your prime ministers are all saying. They're doing it in your best interest. I know our one definitely is. Keep an eye on all those around you. You never know what's going on with them mentally, physically. Um, if you are feeling sick, make sure you stay home. Um, and yeah, look after yourselves. I'll see you next week. See you later.